The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, right here on voiceamerica.com. You know, today we're talking about relationships. I mean, that's one of the core issues in all of our lives. It seems as though relationships, health, and money are our three issues, and relationships is certainly one of the biggest. But between the stress of the holidays and juggling and jobs and kids and daily responsibilities, you know, our relationships often come to be last on our to-do list. Many times this leaves couples asking, why does marriage have to be hard work? But according to my guest, Dr. Terry Orbach, who is a nationally known marriage expert, psychologist, research scientist at the Institute for Social Research at the University of Michigan. She has new research from her groundbreaking decades-long early years of marriage study, which was funded by the NIH, the National Institute of Health. And she's now releasing this to the public for the first time, and there's actually good news. She says, and the research says, that great marriages are not the result of long hours of hard work. In fact, it is the small changes in behavior and attitude that create happiness in the long term. Her brand new book is Five Simple Steps to Take Your Marriage from Good to Great. Welcome, Dr. Terry Orbach. Thank you, Patricia. It is great to be here today. Yes, and I know that you had a show on Voice America, so you know it well. I do, and I really like the Voice America channel. Yeah, it's wonderful. Well, your book came out just a couple months ago, and you outlined five simple strategies based on findings and on research that says to couples, look, here are positive areas of a relationship in which you can make an improvement instantly. What are some of them, Terry? Well, first I should say, Patricia, before I get to the steps, that it's really important for listeners to know that I have followed 373 couples for over 22 years as part of this study, so that we're really talking about a fairly large group of couples that I looked at and a long period of time. So we're not talking about just my, my counseling practice and we're not talking about my personal observations. And the, there are two general things that I think I found that are so very important. First, as you mentioned, I think we really need to begin to sweat the small stuff. And that's opposite, Patricia, that to what we've heard for years and years. But what I found in my study is that it's not the big challenges in life, like job loss, financial strain, the health of a partner or a family member that tears couples apart. But instead, 
It's the seemingly small everyday challenges that we go through with our partner that really eat away at happiness and the stability in our relationships. Sorry. I'm sorry? For example. Well, for example, a small seemingly everyday challenge might be my partner doesn't listen to me. My partner doesn't seem excited. He or she doesn't pay attention to me. Those are what I would say seemingly small everyday challenges, but those are the ones that accumulate over time. Right, and isn't that part of a bigger issue? Because really it's not so small. If your partner's not listening to you and you don't feel understood or heard or, or appreciated or acknowledged, isn't that part of a dip, deeper issue of, gee, does this person care about me? Right, and I think, though, that caring or not comes out in those small, everyday issues. But I think also, Patricia, my partner could really care about me, and this is what I found in my study, but I'm so busy with everything else going in my life that I've put my relationship on the back burner, and I think I will get to it in a few months, a few years, a decade or two. But what happens is, is that if you do put it on the back burner, people then get really unhappy. And that's what leads to unhappiness. And that's what leads to breakups and divorce. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. because it's but, but these seemingly little issues that you're talking about, Terry, are really um, like the blisters behind the big issues. Well, they can be, but they don't have to be. They really don't have to be the blisters behind bigger issues. For some of the couples in my study, yes, there were bigger issues at the core of their relationship. Or perhaps one partner or the other had trust issues in the past or things that they brought into the relationship. But in other couples, it was not a blister. They really cared about their partner. They were there. But... Now our lives get so busy that we forget to stop, slow down, and pay attention to our partner. Right. So almost like a bad habit in a way or just... Absolutely. I think what happens is that we forget that we need to slow down. We forget that we need to listen. We forget that we need to pay attention and affirm our partner. These are what I call small changes that we can re-enter or include in our relationship that don't take a lot of time. The second thing that I think is so important, Patricia, that I found in my study is that instead of just sitting down and trying to fix problems in your relationship, we also need to add positive elements to our relationships. And I think what we're used to is trying to say to ourselves, okay, I have a problem, let me try to fix it, let me go into counseling and try to understand the problem. But what I found out from these couples over time is that it's also important to add positive elements, add excitement, add romance, add passion to your relationship. Right. And then that takes, as you said, a conscious effort. Now, you have the, your first step is expect less and get more from your partner. Now, what do you mean by how can you expect less and get more? Well, I think it's all about getting real with your expectations, having realistic expectations. What I found is that when I talk to couples, spouses 
have unrealistic expectations about their relationship or about how their partner should treat them. They think that they should always be romantic. They think that their partner should always be there for them no matter what time of the day. They think their partner should be their best friend. Unfortunately, you have to sit back and get real. You have to write down your top two relationship expectations on a piece of paper and ask your partner to do the same. What you want to know is what are your expectations, your top two, about what you think should go on in your relationship and what are your partner's top two. Let me ask you, what do you find? Do you find similar top twos with most of the people you've talked to? I think that's a really good question, Patricia. What I find is that spouses do not have the same top two expectations, but there were no differences between men and women in terms of what their main expectations were. So I'll go back and talk about the first one. First, partners don't have to agree about their top two expectations. If I believe, let's say, that trust is number one, communication is number two, my partner doesn't have to have those same top two expectations. What I found is that if I know my partner's expectations, that's what's important. They do not have to be similar in terms of the expectations. Does that make sense? Men and women are usually very similar in what they're looking for, and what do you find mostly men are asking for and what do you find mostly women are asking for? Well, what I found is that men and women say that the number one expectation is trust. I have to believe that my partner would not hurt or deceive me. And that was the number one for men and the number one expectation for women. Interesting. So it was the same. It was absolutely the same, which I was actually surprised about, Patricia. I thought that men and women, in terms of what they wanted out of a relationship, would be different. But it turns out that trust is essential. And when I look at research, that's what research also shows, that trust is essential. It's the number one step. All right, let me ask you a question about that then in light of the fact that there are 50 to 60% divorce rate in our country today. And a lot of it has to do with betrayal in one way or another. Do you think, Carrie, in your research and your work, that people who have experienced that, either partner betraying another, uh, that they can put their marriage back together and, and make their marriage good again? Yes, I actually do, Patricia. I think if there is a betrayal in a marriage or a relationship that you can rebuild that trust, but studies show only 25% of couples are able to do that because it takes a lot of work and a lot of time. Both partners have to be on track, and both partners need to want to work at it, but it is possible. Yeah, as you said, if only one wants to, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because then you're doing all the work, you're committed to working on this relationship, but your partner isn't on the same page. So you both need to decide that you want the relationship to work and that you're going to take the time it takes, which is a long period of time, to rebuild that trust, to go back and figure out why the relationship experienced a betrayal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, we're going to take a break, but before we do, tell us how we can learn more about your work and what you're doing and how people can find you. Well, again, my book is called Five Simple Steps to Take Your Marriage from Good to Great. And my website, where you can learn more information about me or the book, is drterrythelovedoctor.com. drterrythelovedoctor.com. Okay, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Dr. Terry Orbach about how you can give incentives and rewards in your relationship, have daily briefings for improved communication, implement change, keep call flow and benefits high, and how to have fun in your marriage and relationship. My guest today is Terry Orbach. Her brand new book is Five Simple Steps to Take Your Marriage from Good to Great. Dr. Orbach is a nationally known research scientist at the Institute for Social Research at the University of Michigan. She's a psychologist and Oakland University professor. Again, you're listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on voiceamerica.com. We'll be back very shortly, so stay tuned. You can call us at 866-472-5787 if you're listening today live, which today is December 7th. Stay tuned for that, folks. We'll be right back. Voice counts. Call toll free 1 866 472 5787. 1 866 472 5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy Easy to understand tools and tips. With his weekly guests, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Hey, Dad. What? I can't get the ketchup bottle open. Here, let me try. Here you go. Thanks. You don't have to be a hero to be a hero. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Well, hello, everybody. We are back. You are listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living. And I'm Patricia Raskin, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. And we have a great program for you today. We're talking about marriage, relationships, and how you can take your marriage from good to great. My guest is Dr. Terry Orbach, who had her own show on Voice America up until recently. And Dr. Orbach's new book is Five Simple Steps to Take Your Marriage from Good to Great. 
Terry Orbach is a nationally known research scientist at the Institute for Social Research at the University of Michigan. She's a psychologist and an Oakland University professor, and she studied the marriage and divorce and romance and relationship patterns of thousands of individuals nationwide for over 20 years. Welcome back, Terry. Thank you, okay. Patricia. Um, you know, here are some surprise findings that you found that I thought were interesting. You said that you found that men actually fall in love faster than women do. Or if you're a newlywed couple, you can improve your chances of marital happiness by eating together once a day. Yes, both of those are true, Patricia. First, you know, what I found is that, you know, you have to spend time with your partner. And and many couples forget that. And what I suggest is that, Eating dinner or eating a meal with your partner but just spe- is a good idea, but just spending 10 minutes every single day with your partner and talking about something other than work, family, the household, or your relationship is so essential in terms of making that relationship happy. Most couples think they're talking to each other all the time, but what I found is that what they're really talking about is who's going to pick up the daughter at soccer practice, who's going to pick up the milk, are we getting the bills paid, and that's not what the 10-minute rule is all about. Instead, you've got to get to know your partner again, and you can do that by having a meal with them or just talking to them for 10 minutes every day. And it could be about the news. It could be about a movie you saw. It could be about an opinion of what they're thinking about some issue. About some issue. It can be what they're most proud of. You can even sit down and ask your partner, if they were a superhero, what superpower would they most want to have and why. That's going to really get at something different about your partner. And actually, Patricia, when you learn new information like that about your partner, that fuels passion and excitement in your relationship. Mm, Yeah. What about people listening to this interview and saying, yeah, yeah, that sounds all and well, but by the time I get home, I'm so tired. I just don't have any energy left for my partner. I'm sure you've heard that, Terry. Yes, I have heard that. One of the things I always say, Patricia, is you actually don't have to spend 10 minutes a day face-to-face talking to your partner. Pick up the phone. You can even start a conversation via email. What's important is to get to know your partner again, and that's what comes with asking questions on email, even asking questions to them over the phone. That's what's important, getting to know your partner again. And in fact, I found that four important areas are essential to ask your partner about. What are their best friends? What keeps them up at night? Or what are their stressors? Three, what are their goals, long-term goals in their life? And finally, what are their underlying values? What are they all about? What's important to them in the long term? Wouldn't you think, though, that you would know that in your partner, or you think it changes over time? Well, I think both of those, Patricia. I think, one, that it does change over time. The best friends, the stressors, our goals, our values, they change depending on what's happening to us in life. Is our mom terminally ill? Are our kids having problems at school? school? Are we having financial difficulties as a couple? Those things, those four areas change as we change over time. But second, I think also 
we think we know, but then as again, life gets busy and it gets so busy, we forget to check back with our partner and ask them, you know, last week or last month, you were worried about your boss and whether or not he liked your new project that you did or the deadline. Did you make that deadline? That what, might it be still what your partner is worrying about, but he or she may be on to a new stressor. And so we need to check back almost every other week, I say, but these 10-minute rules come the 10-minute rule of talking to one another is every single day, you can use it as a check back or every other week, ask your partner again about these four areas that are so very important. Well, you know, when you say this, it reminds me of people dating. I mean, what you're doing is you're keeping it fresh, you're keeping it alive, you're keeping the interest, just like when you were dating. Those are questions you'd ask when you were dating someone. Don't you think, Sherry? Oh, absolutely. We forget to keep asking our partner those same questions. What we know is that passion and romance and excitement in a relationship is fueled or influenced by asking our partner those questions and getting back the new information. Once we know our partner, once we know what they're like, passion, romance, excitement declines. And it declines after about 18 months with being with our partner. So if we continue to ask those questions, we will continue to feel the passion, we'll feel the passionate love, we'll feel the excitement, and we'll continue to feel the romance between one another. Now you say here, give incentives and rewards. What do you mean by that, Terry? Yes, that's my second step. What you need to do is do or say small things to your partner that make your partner happy. I call it affective affirmation. Affective affirmation consists of compliments. It consists of encouragement or just telling your partner, I love you. And you can give affective affirmation through words or through actions. So, for example, words. I love you, as I said. You make my life exciting. I would still be with you if I had to do it all over again. Those are simple phrases, simple words that you can show affective affirmation to your partner. But you can also do it through actions, simple actions. You can turn on the coffee machine in the morning for your partner, bring in the paper, send a greeting card to your partner in the mail. All of those are simple ways Again, to make your partner happy by validating them, by showing them that you care and that they are special to you. What I found is that when people feel affirmed by their partners, they are significantly more happy in their relationship. And a key finding is that men crave affective affirmation more than women. What about affection, Terry? Where does that fit in, touching, holding? I think affection is affective affirmation, hand-holding, hugging, kissing. That kind of affection shows your partner that you care, and touch is one important way to show affective affirmation. And again, men crave that more than women. And that was so surprising to me, Patricia, because men 
don't get affective affirmation from other people in their lives. It's not that women don't need affective affirmation or don't need affection. It's that we as women get it from many other people in our lives. We get it from our best friends, our mothers. We get it from our sisters, our kids. We even get it from the stranger walking down the street who tells us, you know, he or she loves our haircut or our shoes or our new outfit. Men, though, don't get it from others. And so they crave it from their partners. Mm, Very true. All right, you talk about keeping costs low and benefits high. What does that mean? Well, what I found is that all couples get into what I call relationship ruts, where the relationship is sort of boring, it's become routine, there's nothing really exciting going on. As I said, all relationships have periods of time that they are in what I call relationship ruts. But if you stay in that rut, that's what eats away the happiness and the stability of the relationship. So I talk a lot about in the book about this step to get out of the rut. And that is you need to add positive elements to your relationship. And one really important way to do that, Patricia, is to add fun and laughter to your relationship. I think what people do is they get so serious. They get so involved in providing for their family or making sure that they have money to pay their bills that they forget again that relationships are also supposed to be about fun and laughter. And so you need to add some laughter and fun into your relationship. And one of the ways I suggest, again, is to just send your partner an email every now and then with a comic or a funny line. Get some laughter and fun into your relationship. Very good. All right, we have a couple minutes before break. When we come back, we're going to talk about implementing change and more about tips that we can give to our partners in terms of five simple steps to take your marriage from good to great. My guest is Dr. Terry Orbach. And Dr. Orbach, um, I'm going to read your bio here, Terry. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> All right. And you are a nationally known research scientist at the in- Institute for Social Research at the University of Michigan, psychologist and Oakland University professor. Terry has studied the marriage and divorce and romance and relationship patterns of thousands of individuals nationwide for over 20 years. So she really knows where she's speaking. And how many couples did you interview for this book, Terry? I interviewed 373 couples for over 22 years. Oh. 46% of those couples have divorced over time. 46%. Which is actually the national average. The national average is 45%. So when I look at this group of couples, they compare very well to national statistics. So my question is, if you, I don't know if you went back and interviewed all of them, but did the ones who didn't make it in terms of the marriage, did they um, maybe do the opposite of these five things that you mentioned in your book? Yes, I actually followed individuals who experienced divorce over time, and those spouses 
were not able to do the five simple steps. So I looked at both the happy couples who were together, and these are the steps that they implemented into their relationship, and those that are divorced were not implementing these simple steps into their right. marriage. That's what we're going to talk about next. We're going to review them again. Again, my guest is Dr. Terry Orbach. Her book is Five Simple Steps to Take Your Marriage from Good to Great. And you're listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. There's more. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are, or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Well, we are back. Welcome back, everybody, right here on Patricia Raskin Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com. We're talking about how do you take your relationship and your marriage from good to great. My guest is Dr. Terry Orbach and her new book, Five Simple Steps to Take Your Marriage from Good to Great. Uh, Dr. Orbach is a nationally known research scientist at the Institute for Social Research at the University of Michigan. She's a psychologist and an Oakland University professor. She studied the marriage and divorce and romance and relationship patterns of a thousand individuals nationwide for over 20 years. And she has uh, many relationship experts have been have worked with her. She's one of the most trusted relationship experts as well. And Dr. Orbach has published over 40 articles and has been quoted in USA Today, New York Times, Boston Globe, Bridges Digest, but you are also the author of five books. Now, let's talk about um, your fourth step, and then we'll go over them, and that is to have a marriage uh, that you want to take from good to great, you need to implement change. What do you mean? Well, change knocks your partner off balance. The number one question that I get, Patricia, is how do I reignite passion and sexuality in my relationship? And it's all about 
doing small changes in your relationship. So step four is all about refueling passion and refueling sexuality. And I'll give you three small examples. First, you might, as a couple, add a new activity to your relationship. What we know is that any novel or new activity that you do together as a couple will refuel passion and excitement. So you could take a skiing class for the first time, a cooking class. You could even decide to join a gym together, something new. And that newness will add passion. I, I knew a couple that took ballroom dancing. And they became like the American champions of amateur ballroom dancing, and they just loved it. And I have to tell you, Patricia, dance classes are wonderful because not only do you add a new activity, but then you have the touch that is involved as well. So you've got two positive things there. Yeah, absolutely. Terry, let's go over the five steps, your five steps to take your marriage from good to great. Let's just review for people. Perfect. So the first step would be to expect less and get more. And what I mean by that is getting real with your expectations. Sit down and make sure that you have realistic expectations of your relationship and how your partner should treat you. Because if you have unrealistic expectations, that only leads to frustration. And frustration is the main reason relationships fail. Number two or step two, you want to do small things often to make your partner happy. And that's what I call affective affirmation. Show your partner through words or actions that they matter. Number three, you want to practice the 10-minute rule. Most couples think that they talk to each other all the time, but how often do you really talk about things that deepen your understanding of your partner? So spend 10 minutes every day talking to your partner about anything other than work, family, who's going to do what around the house, or the relationship. Number four or step four, you want to knock each other off balance. You want to implement change. Do new and novel activities with your partner to refuel passion and refuel the sexuality. And finally, step five, keep costs low and benefits high. What I found is that you want to have a five-one ratio in your relationship. You want to make sure that you have five positive experiences for every one negative experience in your relationship. And what that means is add positive elements in order to have the 5-1 ratio. What a great goal. Now, Terry, in your own marriage, has writing this book helped you and have you followed some of these? Very good question, Patricia. Well, I think absolutely writing the book and following the 373 couples for over 22 years has definitely made me take another look at my own marriage. And one of the examples I give, Patricia, is the notion of affective affirmation. When I was looking and listening to the couples day after day, and I found that men crave affective affirmation more than women, and how significant men need that affective affirmation, how important it is to how they feel about their marriages and how they feel about themselves, I immediately, and and I'm literally saying I picked up the phone and called my husband, 
And I said to him, sweetie, you're wonderful, you're great, you make my life exciting, I would still choose you, I love you. And, and I must have said 10 things in the matter of 40 seconds. And I think it caught my husband off balance <laughs> because he said, what's wrong? <laughs> so the notion was that I felt I really needed to make sure that I affirmed my husband and that I, the, the results were so significant that I had to make sure I was doing it. And so now what I do is I really stop and I pause and I make sure every single day to do something that's affirming to my husband, either through actions or through words. And I, and I catch myself. One of the things I tell readers in my book is you want to catch yourself. And if you can't remember what your partner wore when he or she walked out of the house in the morning or as you walked out of the house, you're going too fast, you're not slowing down, and you're not giving enough affective affirmation. Mm -hmm. And that's hard, Patricia, asking yourself whether or not you remember what your partner was wearing or um, do they remember what you were wearing when you leave the house. Well, again, if you're paying attention, then you do remember. Absolutely. It's these simple changes, these simple things that are so very important. We really need to sweat the small stuff. Well, what do you think What do you think happens? I mean, we start out this way. You know, we get excited, we get engaged, we get married, our juices are flowing. What happens? Is it the routine of life? Is it that we have children? Is it that we just get busy? Is it that the excitement wears off and we get into a routine? What, what changes, Terry? I think it's a combination of the fact that life gets too busy and we have unrealistic expectations of relationships over time. So first, I think we get really busy. Life does add things as we go over time in a relationship. So we have kids or our work gets busy. We need to think about accumulating assets and money. We need to figure out whether or not our parents are doing okay. Do we have friends? Do we have hobbies? Are we doing things with our kids and our hobbies, volunteer activities? And it could go on and on, Patricia. It gets exhausting just even talking about the many possibilities. So our relationship goes on the back burner. At the same time, I think we have unrealistic expectations that our partner will be there for us, that what happens in a relationship doesn't take these small changes and doesn't take us noticing and listening and paying attention, paying attention to our partner. So when I interview couples and partners, they really think relationships will just occur, that it doesn't take these small changes over time, that I don't need to slow down. My partner will be there for me no matter what. I think those are unrealistic expectations. So I think it's a combination of both busy, stress, and those unrealistic expectations. But again, if people follow your five steps, which are expect less and get more from your partner, give incentives and rewards, have daily briefings for improved communication, implement change, and keep costs low and benefits high, which you explain in your book, 
that will make a difference for people. It really does make a difference. It can take a so-so relationship and make it great. It can take a good relationship and make it great. Or even if you think your relationship is wonderful at the moment, it will take you to the next level. And who doesn't want an exceptional relationship? We all do. We all desire a relationship that makes us happy and that fuels our passion and excitement about life in general. Yeah, how true. Terry, tell us about where you're going to be speaking and how people can find out more about you. Well, at this point next week, I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, giving some talks on ways to make your relationship great, as well as doing some book signings at Borders in Minneapolis and St. Paul. I also have an event page on my website so if listeners are interested any week any day finding out where I'm going to appear or give a talk my website is drterrythelovedoctor.com okay drterrythelovedoctor.com what are your closing thoughts if people get one thing out of this interview today Cherry on taking your marriage from good to great what do you want them to know I think I want them to know that one you want to sweat the small stuff, slow down and pay attention to your partner, and it's just small changes that are needed, adding positive changes to your relationship that can make a great impact on your happiness. And two, I think I want people to know that if you have a partner that isn't motivated to make changes, but you are what we know is that you can take control of your relationship, do the changes yourself, and you will inspire your partner to return those changes in kind. And if so, they don't, then that's another signal for something else. I think it's another signal for something else. But usually what happens is that if you start your partner will return the changes in kind. And again, it's another segment when your partner doesn't notice your changes and doesn't want to change in kind. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole other book. But what we're talking about now is with my guest. And Terry, I really appreciate you coming on the program. My pleasure, Patricia. It's been wonderful. You stay on the line. My guest has been Dr. Terry Orbach. And her book is Five Simple Steps to take your marriage from good to great. And the website is drterryorbach.com, Terry? drterrythelovedoctor.com, D-R-T-E-R-R-I, thelovedoctor.com. Okay, terrific. All right, folks. Again, uh, Dr. Terry Orbach is a national marriage expert, psychologist, research scientist at the Institute for Social Research at University of Michigan. And this book is based on years of groundbreaking research funded by the NIH, National Institute of Health. Five simple steps for taking your, to hate your marriage from good to great. Thanks so much again, Terry, for being on the Thank program. Thank you. All right, folks, remember, uh, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com. I'd be happy to put you on my newsletter list. I have three radio programs, and you can read all about it on the website, patriciaraskin.com. Until next week, I'm Patricia Raskin for Patricia Raskin Positive Living. Have a great Monday and a great week. Bye for now.
Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfindings, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.